In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas. Happy post-Halloween. And have you all got out and voted today? Miss Christy, how about you? I Happy Halloween. And yes, I voted. I voted by mail. Who'd you vote for? What? what? <laughs> Holy top secret. I don't want any hate mail. I don't even know who's running. Does that make me a bad American? Uh, did you vote? I plead the fifth. <laughs> hey, are you even registered to vote? Um, what is this gang up on the radio show? I don't host see day? your sticker. Rick's got a sticker. Exactly, I, I know. somewhere else. <laughs> I'll give you my sticker, Sandra, so at least you can walk around and pretend. Pretend. I want both of them. They'll work like pasties. <laughs> you can't well, work we pasties. You only got one. They well, don't want you to you got one. Well, I didn't get one for me voting in the mail. Oh. You don't get anything. Okay. <sighs> All right. No, I did not vote. I'm a bad American, but I feel I did my civic duty by abstaining from voting because I did not, I, I really, I didn't read the issues. I didn't study them. You still have till 8 o'clock tonight. What am I going to cram for voting? Yes, I can, I can, I'll give you my answer. Can I vote for you? <laughs> oh, wait, that's against the law. That's right. true. It is against the law. But I could, you could give me your answers, then I could go in and vote the exact opposite and completely negate your vote. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. I don't know if that's the whole idea of voting. <laughs> but least, I can't beat anyone else, but at least I can beat Christy. I know. Yeah, that's not the right spirit, but anyway. But, Rick, you wanted to do a public service announcement for our country, so let it rip. I wanted to make a public service announcement. No, I was just I just wanted to encourage everyone without being political or saying you know what to vote for. I just said I think it's an important thing to go out and exercise this privilege as an American. And no matter who you vote for, I think it's a shame that such a small percentage of people even go out to vote. And then when they don't get what they want, they all complain. So I think it's make your voice heard. Go out and vote. Every vote does count. So that's pretty much it. Did you change your? Yes, now I'm ready to cry. I'm like, go get your ballot and just vote for the best name. Yes, vote for like do numerical things like you know add up the like number of letters in their name and then vote because I really don't know the issues. I don't know the people. I just, I I just, I, I blew it this year. Well, you know, our current governor Schwarzenegger in California, they they did this thing they said basically he got elected pretty much because his name stuck out so much in the vote you know i mean on the ballot he has i don't know how many letters in schwarzenegger but 
Oh, and yeah. he's Arnold. <laughs> Arnold, I know. I, I, when I hear him speak, though, I cannot believe he's actually like the governor of California. Of California. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's like, I mean, he sounds like he just came from Austria like yesterday. I mean, how is that possible? But you think he'd work with a voice coach to sound more Or something. American? I mean, he does, it's not even a subtle accent. It's like he sounds like he's in Terminator still. That's true. It's true. It's true. Yep. We didn't have a such a hot choice in governors. No. Uh, you know. Pickens were slim that year. This year. I know, right? It's like the lesser of two evils. Oh. It's like the lesser of two evils. Which one do you choose? Yeah. I mean, there's still, I still have till 8 o'clock tonight, so I could go vote. And it's true. You don't have to fill out every answer either. Right. I always thought you did. So that's why I got really nervous going, you know, well, I don't know what some of these things are that I'm voting for. So I feel like I'm doing the country a disservice by <laughs> voting blind. But, um, all right, I will, I will go before 8 o'clock. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're not getting it up, but you don't first. have to. I was just saying it's just. I don't know. I, I get excited when I vote. I don't know why. Even though it's just one. Well, one vote can make a difference. <laughs> it could. It could. It could, yeah. I don't know. I think I have to register first. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, you do. Yeah, because I moved here and I didn't register, so I would have to, I don't think I could drive out where I used to live. And I guess I could, but I probably won't. Mm. Where did you used to live? <clears throat> Northridge. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's dedication. Drive the way out there, register, come back, vote. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. no but, but I will make a promise to you guys that I will never make a comment on the results of today and be one of those people that complain about everything and then just quietly didn't vote. Okay. Right, I know, because that, that does crack me up. It's like everyone wants to be a critic and yet no one wants to do anything or take the effort to change it. That's so, true. Yep. You know, just I guess that's human nature. That's true. That's true. And then you hear, have you heard the people, the people that they'll say like, well, you know, I'm not going to vote because I'm protesting. I'm like, you're protesting? I mean, that's just stupid. You're not voting. So, I mean, no one's going to really care. But <laughs> That's true. That's true. If you're not voting, how is that protesting? Yeah, to me, it shows that you don't understand the political system, if anything else. Well, if anyone should be, you know, I think people should be proud of me because I'm, I'm, I'm coming forward and saying I'm not <laughs> voting because I'm ignorant about the issues, and I'm ignorant about the candidates, and I just, you know, and I'm lazy. No, but I think that's a good point, though. I don't, you know, even though it is, it is a privilege to vote, but I don't think going and doing a blind vote is your civic duty as an American citizen. I think... If you don't know or you don't know a specific, you know, topic on the ballot, you know, don't just blindly vote for it. Because you could be helping us, vote in something that's ballot. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll fill it out for you. Yes, there you go. Right. You. Christy well, and Rick Dick. It's like, you know, we can't know all things. And, and, you know, we look at the people around us. Like, I would. I would listen. If you, and, if you and Rick came to me and said, look, we agree on these two things and we think you should vote for that, I probably would just walk out and vote that because I know you guys are so much up on this stuff and you follow it more religiously than I do. And, um, you know, I value what you guys have to say. Oh, thank you. Thank Most you. of the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of the time. Some of the time. Oh, well... All right, we're going to switch the topic. We're going to get off voting, so we're going to. But, but we will say to people, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. You guys say it. Go out and vote. Please vote. It's important. 
Okay, there's well, my, there's my I can't say it, but but if you're ignorant of the issues, do not go out and vote. <laughs> That's my vote. Rick, what about your vote? I thought I just expressed it. You did. You did. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I can do it again, but, you know. <clears throat> well, okay, so. That's my stance. That's your stats. Well, we are so happy to have Rick Swanson here today and Christy Holly, and we are at Motherhood Talk Yes, <laughs> we are. And, um, and today we're going to talk about the after party because we had a big, big motherhood uh, holiday party. Can we talk about that right now? Oh, why not? Well, you've got to talk about something. I know. Okay, so we your Halloween party. Yes, we had a party for motherhood, for some of the moms at motherhood to come by and dance and drink. And um, we should have calculated how much we drank because I threw away like four empty bottles of Bacardi rum. Well, I guess Bacardi is rum. And then, yes. but there was a lot for, for the amount of people well, that people were there. Well, and people also brought drinks you know, bottles and, and then took the rest of their bottles. So Oh that's true. And the jello shots. Yes. So we don't know really how much it was, was consumed. It was very difficult to know how much was actually consumed. But um you could tell by some of the people that there was a lot consumed. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the the um you know, but what was what was interesting about the whole night was to see a lot of these, you know, kind of professional working women or stay-at-home moms, you know, really, you know, cut loose in a very, I think, a safe environment because it was in my home. Right. And um, some personalities came out that we hadn't seen before. <laughs> you had a couple of sibbles. We could have had a few exorcisms, but um, we didn't. And uh, But it was really good, I think, for everybody to get together once in a while and, and to get out of, you know, like, their current, you know, it's like the economy is bad. You know, it's tough being a working mom. It's tough being a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, just to go somewhere for a little bit in a safe environment and drink and dance and be silly, you know, I think makes a big difference. And dressing up you like very good. somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you dress up as, Christy? Well, I used my daughter's idea. I don't know what I was. She was a vamp. My daughter was a vampire witch. I was like a. I don't know. I was. Yeah, I, I wasn't was sure. I didn't want to say. Yes, Linda Blair, which, which she didn't have the black long hair, but in sure. pictures, like my eyes were glowing, and I totally scared myself because I hate that movie. <laughs> Too scary. I didn't recognize you. I gotta be honest. When I walked up, <laughs> and, and I was I, in your house. Yes. <laughs> True, it's true. I was late for my own party. There were people lined up outside waiting to get in. Yes, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought there was no party at first. I thought I got a great parking spot. You did. I'm the first one there. But when you walked in my house and you saw, like, the food and the trays out, you had to know there was a party. Well, yeah, but I, when I got there, it was all, the house was all dark. I thought, oh, this cannot be happening. I was on time for once with my cupcakes. They were very nice cupcakes, too. Thank you. And, you know, and then there's two other people pulled up, and, like, they were looking at me like, who is that? Which, you know, it turns out that I, um, one of the moms from soccer 
her kid is on my team. I don't coach the team, but our kids are on the same team. Anyways, she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know, she had a hard time talking to me because <laughs> of the way I look. Because the way you look. Well, you looked very scary. Well, we are on Motherhood Talk Radio today. This is the Halloween recap party. We are going to come back in the next segment to talk about something else. <laughs> Far more interesting than what we talked about, other than the fact that we need everyone to get out and vote today. It is the day to go out and vote. <laughs> of course, I did not, but I <laughs> encourage everyone else to go out and vote. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Christy Swan, or Christy. <laughs> get it. Just come back and listen to the second segment. It'll be better. <laughs> Here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Vision Onward is a mission. Vision Onward is passion. Vision Onward is compassion. It's God's power being shown in the world today with the guidance of the Holy Spirit through Jeff Holly and his family. And now, it's here on Toginet, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central. Vision Onward began over three years ago when Jeff and his family felt that after sitting in a church for years, they had come to a place in their faith where they were tired of sitting around and talking about their faith. They actually wanted to do something about it. So they decided to use their time, treasures, and talents that God had blessed them with to help those who have, by no choice of their own, been born into a world of poverty. So they walked away from the American dream, which they realized is actually a nightmare, so they can help others find hope in what seems to be a hopeless world. For more on Vision Onward, go to visiononward.org. This is truly a God-led adventure of the heart and humanity, making a difference for Christ. It's Vision Onward with Jeff Holly, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my co-host, Christy Holly, and we have Rick Swanson, Stupid Die Guy, here. And we are going to talk about what happens when you throw a big party like I threw on Saturday night for Halloween. Everybody had too much to drink, and things happened. Photographs were taken. Things were grabbed. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of things going on there. Like, <clears throat> what do you do, like, the next day or the day after when you see those people, like, I don't know, in church, in the grocery store? I mean, not that I was the grabber or you were the grabber, but, you know, or when people get, or the grabbee, but when people get really drunk and they do crazy things, do you ever see them in the same light again? No, you don't, because sometimes you think, like, well, 
you know, have I always think like, have I ever done that? Yes, I have. But not being a married person, not while I've been married, have I ever like touched another man or you know in a or woman or woman in a well a, a sexual way or you know anything like that. So you know, I don't know, like and being like totally totally, you know, intoxicated. I've I've been like that when I've been married, but I've never like pawed on anybody like that before. Yeah. And if somebody were pawing on my husband like that, um I would never see them in the same light again. Yeah, would you confront them? I don't know. Would you use I don't your know. new prov technique? <laughs> I because I can kick pretty Pretty good. Oh, my God, can you kick? This morning, I swear, you know, it's like you were on, you know, at one point, you know, Rick, we were at Crab this morning, and Christy was laying on the ground, and you kicked me with both legs. Now, granted, it was in a pad, so it wasn't like you kicked me, but you shot me halfway across the room while I was trying to get some rest. Somebody could kick you away. You have to recover. I could lay there and rest. I about died this morning. Today was a. Oh, it wasn't aggression. It was you're trying to rest. I was trying to rest. Oh, I was trying to get trying to catch Uh my breath. (laughs) Today kicked my butt, literally. So would you kick butt at a party, or would you wait until Uh, after? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm not confrontational. No, not either. But nothing has happened like that to me yet to, I mean, who knows, you know, mix a little alcohol and, you know, somebody touching my property, your property. That's right. You know, things, things could go bad, but I don't, I don't, but I'm like, would my husband tell me who knows, you know, would I tell my husband if another man like, you know, grab my behind, <laughs> you know, like, I yeah. don't know. Like, I would be like, oh, did that really happen? I would probably psych myself out to think that it didn't happen. But I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Well, and it's, and it's, Or if one of his friends grabbed my butt, well, I don't think I would tell him. I don't know what I would do. That would be uncomfortable. The That's the thing. There's a double standard, you know, and I think that, you know, women grabbing men, it kind of, you, you can get away with, I don't know, get away with, but it, the reaction is a lot less of a woman grabbing a man than a man grabbing a woman. But I don't know if one of Greg's friends grabbed my butt. I don't know if I would tell him. Just because I wouldn't want him to, like, I would chalk it up to, oh, he's drunk. I would chalk it up to that, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, but I, if another girl grabbed my husband's butt, it would be, you know, I would never probably forget it. She'd be on my hate list forever. Yeah, but don't you think there's a difference between men grabbing women and women grabbing men? Like even at a party, depending on who it is, I think. What about you, Mr. Rick? What do you have to say about it? I would, I don't know. I would have to go with. I think it's more socially acceptable for women to be grabbing on other people. It just, it, I've never seen it go well when guys are doing it. Like <laughs> the behavior, like hot drunken girls get away with, is not going to happen the same way for guys. Well, They're gonna hot like, drunken well, guys, that's. Different story too. I don't That's know. What true, no. that, <laughs> be like, yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know. Just Wait, so you have a double standard too? No, yeah, I do. No, that would be a triple standard. I'm confused. I don't no, know. but I think so. I mean, I think typically what girls can get away with, or women can get away with at a party, and what's considered acceptable, is different than what guys can do. You know. So what if? What if your friend? Okay, let's play the what if game. Let's yeah. play the what if game. 
Okay. What if one of your friends mm-hmm. grabbed, uh, let's say, your girlfriend's butt? One of my friends? Yeah, one of your friends. I and it wasn't, like, and oh. it was twice. Let's just say twice. Yeah, not once. Twice. I don't think it would be a twice, but that's yeah. okay. Like, what would you do? Would you like confront them? Yeah. What would you say? I'm not going to exactly say exactly what I would say, but I'd basically say, hey, dude, <laughs> that's not can't. cool. Don't do that again. <laughs> I would give him a warning. Hey, that's not cool. That's my girlfriend. Don't touch her. Right. And, yeah, let it go from there. I haven't actually had that happen, but if it would, yeah, I would smack. I would like to hit him. Yeah. I mean, is this like your good friend or just somebody you just know? It would be a good friend. No, but even see, even then, it's just, that's disrespectful to you and to your girlfriend. Totally. I and I don't think agree. most people that are your really good friends would do that, in no. my experience. You would hope that they wouldn't. But right, but who knows? You get on the list and you, people start doing crazy stuff. So yeah. try kids. Drinking is bad. Drinking is bad. <laughs> so no there you go. Don't, don't, do, don't do alcohol. Well, you know, but it's, now what about, Rick, from like a police perspective? I mean, do cops, like if a girl accosts a guy, do the cops just kind of like laugh in the background when they're filling out the report going, you know, like the girl, you know, accosted a guy or beat up a guy? I mean, or does that just not get reported? You know what, exactly. And it's like, like I talked to you before about like domestic violence, you know, it can happen both ways, but it's typically the guy beating on the girl or the guy get a getting arrested for sexual advances that aren't wanted, guys really don't, you don't even really hear of guys being, like, sexually assaulted and raped by women. Even though technically it is possible, one, you're not going to really have a guy admit it, really. Yeah. You know, so, and yeah, I think most cops are kind of like, really, dude, you're that lame that this happens? So, Did you really let that happen? But you, I think that it does. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not discounting that it does, and I think it does, but I don't think you hear about it that much. Because most guys are going to laugh at you, and they're like, dude, you suck. <laughs> well, Is that the appropriate sensitive response? No, but most guys are going to be like, dude, yeah, you're a pansy. And you probably wanted it to happen. That's just what I would think and some of my police friends would say. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you know, but it's it's interesting. Like, you know, what's funny to me, too, is about how, like, people's personalities change when they drink. Yeah. 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 You know? Because, like, for me, I'm generally a happy person, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just get happier and yes. laugh yes, a lot. Yes, you do. My, <laughs> my voice gets higher, and I spin. <laughs> but you claim the world is spinning, so. That's true. That's true. Right. It was Not you. Not you. Not me, not me. The world is spinning. Um, but some people have a real serious personality change. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Some people get angry. Some people get crazy, you know, flirty and touchy and grabby. You know, they're just letting loose. Now, let me ask you guys, do you think that's their real innate personality inside? Or, I mean, what happens when somebody, and I don't know that much about drinking because I don't, uh, you know, until recently I don't drink that much. (laughs) But, you know, what happens to somebody? I mean, I guess it loosens your inhibitions. But does that mean that's who you are inside? I hope not. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I would, I don't know. I would. I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think it's strictly just like, oh, you were drinking, so let loose the inner true you. And I don't think it's also, you know, just 
strictly the alcohol's fault. I think, like Christy said, it does, it's been proven, it does lessen or weaken your inhibition. So the things that you might have thought about when you're sober, you're like, nah, that would be fun, but that's bad. Well, when you're boozed up, you're like, well, it actually well, sounds like a good idea. So I don't you know. know. You also, you, you normally, you would do things you normally don't do or say things you normally don't say, and there's always the excuse of blaming it on the alcohol. Like if, you right. know, like, oh, I was drunk. That's why that happened. But that's yeah. an abused excuse, though, in my opinion. I think well, even kidding. when I've been, I'm not going to say I have been, but if I were to have been very blitzed, I've never recalled, like, when I totally lost control of my mental faculties, like, oh, dude, I didn't know what I was doing, man. <laughs> oh, I got here. I'm always, like, thinking, oh, why am I doing this, or why did I drink that much? Like, even though the world may be spitting, like Sandra said, but you still are kind of aware of what basically is going on. But some people, I think, they use it as a crutch. They go, I didn't know what I was doing, so I just well, of course. It's a good jumped excuse. off my house and did a backflip and hit my head. I mean, he had at some point, no, okay, this might not be a good idea. <laughs> right, anyway. Well, don't you think yeah. it also gives people the, it, it's like the pre-excuse. Yeah. You know, it's like, right. oh, well, I can just do what I want. Because I see this sometimes. I can just do what I want, and then I'll just blame it on the booze after. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know. Like, oh, it, was the, it was the alcohol. Or, oh, she was drunk. That's why she did that. Oh, you know. But really, you know, what's behind all that? Yeah. But also the thing, too, is you got to keep in mind that it's important, not just partying and drinking, but just in general, you know, time and place. You know, if you're at a club or you're actually at a party when everybody is dancing together, everybody is kind of, you know, up against each other dancing, like there's things that are considered more appropriate given the environment, as opposed to you just walked up to some stranger on the street and started doing that. You know, two very different things. <laughs> that was I, I mean, obviously, I hope that's not like a news flash to someone. Like, oh, really? Oh, Can you Dang it, you guys are buzzkill. No, but, so. You're just walking down the street, walking your dog, and like some <laughs> person. Don't you want a party? <laughs> like, um, well, if you go to Hollywood, it's pretty, you can find that. That's twenty four seven. What's that park down there where everybody goes? Uh, MacArthur Park. MacArthur Park. Yeah, you can do and find a lot at MacArthur Park. I'll just That's... tell you right now. You shouldn't go there. Don't <laughs> go there. Okay, don't go there. If you value don't your life, into don't. The go light, don't. <laughs> well, you know, it was a fun party overall, and you know, I think people had a good time. But it, you know, to me, it's always interesting to go, wow. You know, I just I look at the pictures, I look at the people, and you know, the people that you see every day at the grocery store, at the church, or at the school, and you know, it's just it gives me a full appreciation of human nature in all its different facets because human beings are amazing. I mean, they're just so much fun to watch. I mean, I think it would have been just fun to sit there and watch that party. Yeah. Yeah, to just watch everybody, all the different little personalities, what they're doing, and knowing their personalities when they're not drinking, you know. Yeah, it's really fun. Well, I am Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio. <laughs> Christy Holly and Rick Swanson, and we will be back after the break. I guess not. I guess we'll have to stay here. <laughs> I was just going to say, and the other thing, the calories. Oh, the calories. That's right. How many calories did we consume between the Halloween candy and the booze? Yes.
show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Learn with me is a show created as much for the host as the audience. Join host Danny Walker Wednesdays at 11, noon central on toginet.com as she invites you to get your boots on and walk through life's triumphs and troubles with her. Come learn with me is the beginning of a movement, a community filled with caring people who share information, allowing everyone to participate, gain, and grow. What works? What doesn't? Your host, Danny Walker, is a self-proclaimed student, not expert, and she'll share very candidly passions, perspectives, failures, her family's battle with illness, her restaurant inspirations to keep being a wife, parent, and more, all the while including industry experts, disease survivors, and guests to add to the mix. For more on Danny and her show, go to dannywalker.com. D-A-N-I-Walker.com. If you've ever searched high and low to find answers to sickness, disease, and debt, come learn with me and let's get our questions answered together. Come learn with me with host Danny Walker, Wednesdays at 11, noon central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck at Motherhood Talk Radio. I'm here with Christy Holly. Hello. <laughs> and I'm also here with Rick Swanson, a.k.a. Stupid Diet Guy. Hello. Hello. And um, we're going to have the Naughty But Nice segment coming up. And, we are. Um, I, I was on the Internet the other day, and I was reading about uh, Lisa Rinna, you know, of Harry, what's it, Lisa Loves Harry or Harry Loves Lisa, you know, the TV show with Lisa Rinna. Oh, no, I, I know her from Days of Our Lives. Oh, okay. She was Billy. Billy Reed. Well, that's more than I know. Same. Well, what's oh, she was on Dancing with the Stars. That's true, Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Um, and now she has her own show, Harry Loves Lisa, on TV Land Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Yeah. And um, it was very interesting because, you know, she's probably, I don't know, 50? She's up somewhere. there. And she has the body of, like, I don't know, a 19-year-old. And, um, you know, every picture you see her in, you know, she's kind of... Um, she looks, like, plasticky. Yeah, she I does. Mean, I mean, she's she has a nice body, and I know, I'm sure she works, you know, very, very hard very hard to get it, but she looks like plastic almost. Well, it's, you know, well, she's, she's been criticized in the media for having a lot of plastic surgery done. 
And what is in this Naughty But Nice article is that she confessed to undergoing surgery to remove her silicone lip injection. Oh. Yes, and now she's become a big advocate of a more natural look. Are you kidding me right now? I know, I know. <laughs> but her quote... It's a little late, lady. <laughs> it's like about 20 years too late. Um, but she's like, I want young women to learn to love themselves. You don't need to change anything except especially your lips, and she's the mother of two daughters, you know, who are 8 and 11, which is just about the time you start to get an awareness of, like, who's cute and not cute. Right, right, right. You know, some younger than others, but um, she wants to make sure she sets a good example. You know, and I'm like... Just now starting that? Well, oh, it's okay. Okay, it's okay. okay. All right. <laughs> but, but, you know, it raises an interesting point because, you know, when you think of cultural standards of beauty all over the world, I mean, it, for some reason in the last, I don't know, five or ten years, big lips came came to the forefront. It's like Meg Ryan had hers done, you know, Cindy Crawford, all Julia these Roberts, women, Julia yeah. Roberts, gigantic, the Hindenburg of lips. <laughs> what about Jolie? Huh? Oh. Angelina. Angelina Jolie. I wonder if those are hers. Could no, you look at her no, babies? they're not natural. I'm you pretty don't think sure. So? Uh, she had like some kind of like silicone beads implanted in there or something. Oh, well, don't quote that, but <laughs> I think it doesn't look natural. No, they don't look natural. I mean, and and but it's interesting because, you know, we have she really Serena in this article goes on to say that she removes the cover of magazines when girls have had too much plastic surgery. That's the last thing my girls need to see. So my question to her is, how do you know? Like you can look at some people and go, okay, well they clearly had some work done, mm-hmm. but. That's pretty much everybody in Hollywood, and when I worked in the modeling industry, it's like everybody in the modeling industry, I mean, they got their teeth capped at, you know, 16, no job at 13. You see those baby pageants, and they are, like, those kids don't even look like they put fake teeth in there, they put, give them extra hair, they give them eyelash. They're not even real babies in those baby things, in those baby pageants. Yeah, no, they are kind of creepy. I mean, they start just like that. It's totally creepy. That, but I'm just saying, about they start, you know, back, you know, when they're like three and four years old. So, what does that say? Right, right. What are we programming, you know, people today to think of what our standards of beauty are? Um, she had a great line, though. You have, I have to read this. I have to show you with this because she's like, you know, trust me. Now that I removed the silicone from my oh, lips, can't even listen. It gets better. Uh, I feel sexier, and Harry loves them. It makes kissing and something else much easier. And oh, I'm like, okay. okay. So well, let me <laughs> I, I can't even. You'll remove the covers of magazines for your girls who you suspect have had plastic surgery, but yet you will go on the Internet where your 8-year-old and your 11-year-old can read this and talk about you feel sexier with Harry and that makes kissing and something else much easier. I mean, what is something else? Eating a popsicle? You know, having a hot dog? Because... Whistling? <laughs> whistling? <laughs> oh. I can whistle a happy tune. Well, she probably wouldn't be able to whistle if she... Uh, whatever. I don't know. There was the silicone beads in there. <laughs> you know. Well, but and beauty seems to be in the media a lot these days. I mean, it's always been, you know, obviously, you know, people like to look at attractive people. Attractive yeah. People I mean, I like to look at attractive people. I like to look at pretty ladies. You know, I like to see what, what they're... I'm not a... Uh, I have a husband, but I'm just, you know, I like to look at other attractive people. I think it's human nature. Well, let me ask you, do you think, um, what would your eye be drawn to, an attractive woman or an attractive man first? Good. I was going to ask the same question. Mm, 
I, you know what? Not a trick question. I know. Well, I'm just trying, I'm thinking like I want to be honest because, oh, you know, you look at, I look at, I don't know, past, you go, I look at a woman. I mean, I'm straight. I'll be the first to say I like men. I'm straight. But if a beautiful woman walks by, I will look at her. I will notice that. If, if you know, and I think of like art through the ages, you know, when I took history of art, I was always struck by men would paint all these beautiful pictures of women, you know, Gauguin with his, you know, beautiful artwork and Toulouse-Lautrec and, um, you know, just all these gorgeous paintings of women. It's mm-hmm. like, where are the gorgeous paintings of men? There were no gorgeous men. <laughs> is that what it was? Somehow that's just not right. <clears throat> well, no. I'm kidding. There's no proof. Well, that's not right, I know. True. Well, men aren't supposed to be gorgeous, despite what Hollywood tries to tell you. So what do you look at, Rick? <laughs> the same question? Yeah, do you look women. at the girl or the guy? Women. I mean, that's, yeah, hands down it's women. I mean, I won't be like, oh, that guy's ugly. I can tell, oh, yeah, that dude, you know, he looks good and he's in shape. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I like looking at hot guys. I don't. <laughs> I like looking at women in general, hot preferably, but, you know, I'll settle for less if I have to. <laughs> well, and, you know, if you look through any magazines, like even my Psychology Today magazine that came, it's interesting. It's got, you know, a pretty girl on the front with boxing gloves, and then when you look at the truth about beauty, the pictures, every time they talk about beauty, Christy, I'm holding up the magazine, what are they showing? Beautiful body. I can't see. Like right, but what kind of body like, is it? Uh, really, like a hot body. It's a female body. It's a female. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Your favorite. I can't even see. It's a shadow. Sorry. It's got boobs. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, but it, yeah, it's a hot body. Yeah. Hot body. Hot That's female my body. body. Oh wait, just kidding. But so if we're talking the truth about beauty, you know, we're really talking about the truth about beautiful women. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because it's like there are hot girls and hot guys, beautiful girls, but there's really not beautiful. I don't. We don't really use the term beautiful for beautiful guys. No. Unless your name is Fabio, then you're okay. Then you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Right? I mean, that's his whole selling point. That's true. That's true. Well, they they there's an article in here as well called the puzzle of pretty boys, and really? um, they identify men into four categories. Like boy toy actors, buff soccer players, you know, the hot average guy, and then like the tortured musician. And they said that, you know, beauty doesn't matter as much to women as so much as the need to be provided for. Hmm. You know, so they were saying the best line in one of these articles was that a short man, like a very short man, <laughs> grows an entire foot in a woman's eyes if he owns his own airplane. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, because well, you, you, you see beautiful women with, with, like, short, ugly men. and But it's really rare that you see, like, a really, like, ugly, poor guy with a hot girl. Yeah. They're usually, because you go, what has that guy got? Or well, what is, you, well know, you do what? see them, but you just always wonder, okay, what's his, you know, what's his catch? Right, is, is he, he really rich? rich? Is he a you rocker? Know, is he famous? You know. Or like, oh, that guy must be really funny. He must be rich is what you think I, of. Yeah. It's yeah. true, right away, right off the head. He, he must, must be, be rich. rich. Why would she be with him? Right, because there's, he's got nothing else going on externally. Right. But yet, if a guy is with, you know, a really hot girl, nobody sits there and goes, wow. Like, they just go, well, she's hot. Right. And of course, of, course, of, course, of course she's with him. Of course she's with him. But it was, you know... Um, they were just talking about the the differences in the sexes and how 
for a while there in the 80s, they were talking about so much about how men and women were so much alike, and it's really not true. You know, we're not alike, and I can see it even as young as, you know, like Max and Hannah's age, you know, seven-year-olds, they really have, they are already predefined in, in kind of what's important to them. Yeah. You know, my kids don't run around going like, ooh, what's with my hair? And, you know, <laughs> and God bless Hannah. You know, she's like, you know, pulling her hair back during soccer. <laughs> no, she's, she does she does play with her hair and she fixes her all, adjusting everything. And uh, she's, she's a girl. She's a girl. She's a girl. So I have a question for each of you, okay? Can you be too beautiful? Can you be too beautiful? Um, I don't know. I think that's a, that's a better question for Christy to answer. No, we can't. Not what I don't know anything about being beautiful. Are you okay. saying if like, I feel it's beautiful? Everybody's idea of beauty is different. So, right. You know, you might think like a dark-haired, blue-eyed, you know, perfectly skinned girl you know, with high cheekbones, is beautiful where I might look at the same girl and go, like, God, her eyes are, like, too far apart, her (laughs) nose is, you know, pointy. I mean, she might not be beautiful to me. You know, I mean, everybody has their own own ideas of what beauty is. Somebody might go, like, whoa, she's way too skinny. You know, she needs... I've done that. You know, it's like you... Everybody's ideas are different. So, you, you know... But don't you think that there's some standards of beauty, like long hair, big eyes, you know, full lips, clear skin, symmetrical face? I mean, it could be different shapes, but don't you think that there are some... I mean, we know what's not beautiful. Well, right, but, right. you know, I'm not... I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't go like, oh, my gosh, you are just too beautiful. My eyes, I can't look at you. you well, know, no, but I mean, here's the thing. It's like if you're a really pretty girl and you go in for a job interview, if a guy is hiring, you'll probably get a second interview. If a girl is hiring and feels in any way threatened by you, you might not get a call back. So I, I'm going to buzz in and say I think there are times that you can be too beautiful or too attractive because it makes other people insecure. Well, that's just with anything, though. You know, you could have, you could not be, have a beautiful face. You could have a knockin', rockin' body, and the person who's hiring you might be, like, overweight and go, like, boom, you know, forget it. Okay, well, I am Sandra Beck on Motherhood Talk Radio with Christy Howley and Rick Swanson, and we are solving the question of can you be too beautiful? show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these everyday autism miracles with shannon pinrock friday afternoons at 2 1 central on toginet.com 
Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson, and we are solving some of the world's problems <laughs> in relation to beauty. And we want to remind you, for those of you who are uh, socially involved, civic conscious type people, to get out and vote. Uh, we are voting today, and uh, you need to go get your sticker. And we've been talking on the show about a variety of things, one being, you know, kind of personalities and alcohol, and then how, um, like, how the world relates to beauty. And um, I've been citing the Psychology Today magazine that came out this month, which is really interesting, and I would suggest anybody who is interested in beauty from their own beauty to the study of beauty, there's some great articles in there about can you be too good-looking. And, um, Christy, we were talking about that before the break. Yes, we were. And I, I say I don't think you can, but I know, I know that you get <clears throat> perks when you are. I mean, I'm not saying that people don't discriminate against you when you are really beautiful, you know, because other people have issues their own issues with it, you know, if you're too pretty and someone is not as pretty, they might feel threatened or uncomfortable, but I don't think, I mean, well, I mean, you know, it's, well, it's, it's you know, it's, you know, the, the articles here really only discuss these things. I don't think there's any definitive, um, but what was interesting that they put in here is they said hot men on average, earn 5% more than good-looking, you know, colleagues that are in the same industry, same educational level, but really handsome men may have a hard time feeling satisfied in romantic relationships over the long haul. Now, is that because they're, like, just so worried that they're not going to be able to sustain their looks, you know, over the long haul, that they're so worried about losing those good looks because those good looks perhaps got them open some doors for them or 
You know, what the article I mean, says is that relationships in which the wife was objectively better looking than the husband were more supportive than other matchups. The worst possible combination <laughs> um, in terms of warm, positive interactions were women paired with better looking men. So if you're the ugly girl married to a hot guy, it looks like divorce central. Oh, that's sad. Oh. You know? I, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I look at... You know, when I worked with a lot of models, um, I found that they were hyper-focused on their looks because that was their currency, you know, that was how they made their living. Um, But by and large, a lot of the really, really attractive people that I've known in business and in my personal life haven't really focused on other areas of their personality development. You know, are they fun? Are they, you know, they're so concerned with how they look. It almost impedes their enjoyment of, of doing anything other than something that makes them look perfect. Yeah, I, I got nothing over there. <laughs> I, got, I, got. <laughs> I got nothing over there. <laughs> but it is difficult. It is, you know, when you look at, you go into a place and you see, you know, because beauty comes up because of the, um, you know, the party we had, and some of the girls there looked beautiful. I mean, yeah. they were oh, yeah. really hot. I mean, smoking hot bodies, cute outfits, and, um, you know, and some weren't. Yeah, I wasn't. You know, and um, <laughs> I wasn't smoking hot. I wasn't smoking hot. scary. But, I mean, that didn't make, I mean, and it just might be the individuals, but that didn't make me feel threatened at all. Like, I know those, because I, maybe because I know, I didn't know all of the girls. I know no, some, of them, some of the girls. But I thought, like, oh, you know, they look nice. Like, I don't know. I didn't have a. Well, there wasn't a competitive thing going, I don't think. I think that's where beauty, when beauty goes wrong, it, it becomes, it's because of competition. If you are prettier than me, maybe you'll get the hot guy and I won't. Or if you're better looking than me, you're going to get privilege and I won't. And that's, you know, that creates, or maybe it just tags in that person that, you know, maybe it hits an insecurity or something. I'm sure. I'm but sure. when you put a lot of girls together in a room and there's, like a lot of hot girls and some not, it's it gets dicey. It does get dicey. And then add a few men in there and then craziness. <laughs> craziness yeah. happens. Yeah. You know. But what did strike me at the at the party was that, you know, the women there were all different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't you know, there were they weren't all blonde, they weren't all redheads, there were no, you know way different. Variety. Variety. I mean, there was different ethnicities. You know, there was uh, Middle Eastern, there was Asian, there was Latino, white. I mean, it really, it's, it's, and they were all beautiful. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Rick? Were they all beautiful? I would say, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Well, not every single like you one hesitated. was there, but no. you, could, you, you could tell me I wasn't beautiful. That's okay. Me too. Me too. No, no. No, no. Your all costume right. was good, though. I didn't even recognize you after. <laughs> you know, I was staring at you for like 15 seconds. I'm like, uh, I should know this person, but I can't. Yes, right. Seeing that I was standing like right next to you, staring yeah. into your eyes. Yeah, with well, a those cre- were crazy with a creepy eyes. outfit on. I mean, that's not the same thing. Right, that's true. That's true. And you were covered. To be fair, you were mm-hmm. covered to head to toe, and I didn't recognize you because you had a wig on, mm-hmm. face makeup. A cape. <laughs> I know. I know. And then an entire, like, moo-moo. I don't know what you had under there. I couldn't yeah, tell because it was black. I didn't go for the sexy look. <laughs> I didn't get that memo. No, it wasn't no. the sexy vampire or whatever. No, I, I you know, okay. save my sexy stuff for 
square my husband. That's a good plan. That's Thank a you. great plan. Thank you. That's a great plan. Um, yes. <laughs> what are you doing over there, my friend? What am I doing over there? Well, I was just trying to figure out. They don't really, you know, that's the tough thing about some of these articles is, you know, they tell us the article is the truth about beauty. So I'm like, okay, what's the truth? What is the truth? You know, the truth is beauty is subjective. You know, the truth is that, you know, women's looks matter, or I'm sorry, women's looks matter more than men's looks. So, like, with the beauty, whole beauty thing, are we talking about people, like, that have had plastic surgery? Do you think, do you look at someone and go, like, oh, they're naturally beautiful? Does that make them more beautiful than the person who's having, you know, something done to their nose or, like, there is no, I'm going to just buzz in at this point and go, unless you're Amish, there is no natural beauty because most women I know pluck their eyebrows, Mm -hmm. they've, colored their hair, they cut their hair. You know, when you talk about natural beauty, where do you define natural? Like you can talk about kids when you talk about natural beauty. Oh, are you kidding me? I have some friends who dye their kids' hair from the time they're born. I don't. Okay, well, I I work in the I mean, like I would go, I would, I'm going to say this about my own child, but I would look at her and go, like, she's naturally beautiful. Like, well, she, she is. is beautiful. I mean, you are lucky. You have a beautiful daughter. I, yeah. You know, like, but you also, mine? but you enhance <laughs> that by combing her hair, by well, getting regular haircuts. I mean, she's always trimmed and neat. Her nails are clean. I mean, if you want to talk natural beauty, walk out of a cave after six months. <laughs> Well, let's see how everybody looks. Because, I mean, when they say natural beauty, where do you draw the line? Are you a natural beauty because you didn't have your boobs done? But the rest of you is still natural. Are you a natural beauty because you wear contact lenses instead of glasses? You know, are you a natural beauty because you let your hair grow gray? Hmm. I mean, what is it? I mean, Rick, what do you think? What's a natural beauty? No, 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 that's that's kind of tough. I mean, I think there is such a thing as natural beauty to a point. Like, I would even say, I mean, I'm biased, obviously, but my sister, like, she very rarely is wearing any makeup or anything. Granted, she does, you know, take showers and wash her hair. Wash her <laughs> doesn't have dirt and grime under her fingernails, but, like, compared to some of the girls her age are, like, caking on the makeup, I'm like, wow, she baseline is prettier than a lot of girls. You know, there's things you can do, I think, to enhance it, so I think there's a there is a little bit of a thing as natural beauty, and if we don't even want to argue that there is natural ugly, that's that's what you should think about it. Like, hey, that's ugly. That's great. Yeah, we you know all what I mean? agree on like, the natural ugly. Right, but I yeah. guess that's the thing. You know, I, I I really you know I wonder when we look at you know I look at all these magazines because I do get a ton of them, admittedly, at my house, and you know, and I read the Bible. I look at Vogue and and um, Cosmo, and I look to see what everybody's wearing and what they're doing, and and you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, is there even natural beauty left in our media? Because I, I I'm not I'm going to buzz in and say no, no. I well. Because look say, at that. Say, I'll say no too. Because I like name name somebody. Well, that fat singer lady in England that was all the rage. Oh, even Susan. Susan Boyle. What? Isn't the name Boyle the last? Yes, last it is Boyle. Yes, right. Do you yeah, but look, no, you? no, but no. Like it was, you can do. You, you can take her and take Kim Kardashian. Granted, they both look vastly different without makeup. However, the makeup on Kim, she looks amazing. You put it on her. No offense, it's not the same thing. 
you know, you can keep painting the barn, but still, <laughs> if, it, if it looks like a shack, it's still a shack even when you paint it. Or the lipstick and, on a pig? Still a pig? Yeah, I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. That's my opinion only. Yeah, but she even changed her. Like, but she my was, point, yeah, she yeah, changed a little bit. changed her. Yeah. I wouldn't from, say she's a beautiful and alluring. I wouldn't. It wasn't uh, well, no. I mean, beauty by any. <laughs> right. You can't make silk so is it silk personal style's ear. I mean, but she. But they did change her considerably. And they did that for Hillary Clinton, too. Do you remember how oh, yeah. she yeah. used to she look? She like a man before. She did. She doesn't anymore? Well, not as much. She looks <laughs> way more feminine than she did when she was. Yeah, yeah. You know. The first lady. Yeah. But you see, like, you look at some of these, you know, kind of, like, instant starlets. And, um, you know, like, look at even Katherine Heigl. She finally got her teeth fixed. You know? Yeah. She looks amazing. Tooth or the, the two teeth that <laughs> fell back. I'm like, I just, you know, and you guys know I have a tooth thing. But, but you know, now that she has had her teeth done, I mean, she looks more beautiful than she did before. So we don't exactly culturally embrace anything other than a high standard of beauty anyway. So it's like a catch-22. They're expected to be natural beauties, but then we get work done, then we get criticized for it in the media, even though I was doing the criticizing (laughs) of Lisa Rinna and her, you know, up and down lips. Um, But at the end of the day, what is our standard of beauty? That's a tough one. I think we should just do it. My dad always said this. If the barn door needs painting, then you paint, you know, so... (laughs) There's no shame in that. I think people got to, you know, let go of that. Maintenance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you need some makeup, go for it. Your hair's turning gray and you need to color it, go for it. So. I guess, yeah. That's, there's you know, no shame that's, in that. There's no shame in it. Um, the other thing I wanted to close with was when we think of beauty, um, what does beauty relate back to? It relates back to sex. You know, so it's like if you think something's beautiful, um, it's sexy, and whatever is considered sexy and beautiful is subjective when we go to different cultures and, and we got to wrap up in 30 seconds but I'm going to leave you with this thought in in cultures where food is scarce fat women are the bomb in cultures, <laughs> I want to go there and in cultures where food is prevalent skinny women are considered more attractive so my name is Sandra Beck I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio I'm here with Rick Swanson and Christy Holly yes. and we will be back next week with our guest Lou Padgett and we will be talking about sex Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Grontoginet.com. Join us every Tuesday as